Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Boundless Fox. I'm Holly and today we're going to talk about optimism. I'm proudly a hopeless optimistic. I can find the silver lining in anything. Email me at info at boundlessfox.com with your worst. I'll spit you out an upside like a weird sunshine-driven computer of happiness. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Mostly, some of them are also potentially a reason to be pessimistic, but I just don't see the value in that. Um, I'm very optimistic because I'm of the belief that none of it really matters. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm happier when I'm happy. Like, the people around me are happier, I'm happier. Don't get me wrong, I've got a temper on me, but like, I don't see the value in in being negative about things. Like when something happens, like today, I went to go do something, I needed to get it done. I had already tried to do it once and didn't work out, so I've gone back to do it again. It required a train ride. I did it, I got there, still couldn't do it. I go to walk back to the train. I stopped very briefly because of where I was at. It allowed me to go like see in some shops and stuff. And none of them were open, but I just got to like look through the window, which is not something you often get to do where I live. And so I had a little browse through the window thinking that it would be fine because there were three or four trains leaving to the station I needed to be at in enough time for me to walk there. So as I'm walking there, the next train to where I was going, or back to my house, gets canceled. And then the following one, the, the next available one, leaves in two minutes and I'm a four minute walk away. So I'm like... Great. Fantastic. I get there. The next train is not for another 30 minutes. So I sat down, you know, I had a browse on Instagram, whatever, whatever. And I kept wanting to be upset because not only did I not get the thing I needed to do done, done, but also now I've missed my train and I'm delayed a half an hour. Blase, blase. But nothing bad happened. I wasn't late for anything. I mean, even though I needed to get this thing done, I've been working around not having it for the better part of two years. And I can continue to do that for another two weeks until I'm able to do it. Um, and I just didn't see the value in ruining my day over something. Now, by the time I got home, I was really tired. I will say that, even though it was only like 10.30 in the morning. So we had epic nappage. But that wasn't... It, I'm I'm not down about it. I was, but only for like a second. And I think it's because it doesn't really matter. I think we get really caught up in worrying about things that don't have any actual impact on our life. Like... If you overcook dinner slightly and your family still eats it, who cares? If you are three minutes late for a doctor's appointment and you get there and they haven't canceled it and nothing bad's happened, who cares? You know, it doesn't really matter. So I think the value in optimism is investing your time in the things that matter and finding 
the benefit when there's a downside and then completely ignoring the things that don't. And I mean it. I mean, completely ignore the things that don't. Like, I push them out of my brain. They're not even there. Um, now, I mean, finding the bright side in things is kind of difficult because, I mean, there are some things that are really cruddy and, you know, we'll get a bit bit touchy here for a sec, but like, you know, the last couple of years have been pretty rough. My grandma passed away, then my dad passed away, then my uncle passed away in about a three-year span. Some of those figures are more controversial than others. Some of them meant, you know, working through a bit more stuff than others. But nevertheless, it was really traumatic for me. It was traumatic for the people in my family. It was traumatic for some more than others. It The whole thing was just not great. And when I'm trying to find the bright side in something like that, you're thinking there's no bright side. There's just nothing to look for. You know, there's nothing about someone that you love, who your family loves, dying in their late 40s that is good. And there can't be. Um, But that's not necessarily what finding the bright side is. Finding the bright side is understanding that when bad things happen, something good comes of it whether that thing is related to the bad thing or whether it's a byproduct of all bad things. And what I mean is, I've always said this and I always say this and I think it's such a good thing to remember, especially when the really bad stuff happens. Um, You expand your capacity for joy. When you lose someone you love your capacity for joy is expanded because, I mean, for me at least, for two reasons. One, um, I can't remember the poet, but there's a poem and a poet where he's like, um, you know, to have loved and lost is better to have never loved at all. Better than to have never loved at all. Um, Yeah, well, you know, like you understand that you loved someone enough to lose that person and to have done that is an exceptionally joyful experience the second thing when it comes to the expanding your capacity for joy is every time you're stuck in the darkness you are able to see light And to put that a little bit less philosophically, I guess, you're, when crappy stuff happens, you appreciate the stuff that's good so much more. I realized that, you know, when my dad died, I was still sad, even though we had a bit of a weird relationship. And... I thought it's because I don't remember the bad stuff. I mean, I do, but I don't dwell on the bad stuff. I remember the good stuff because there's a bright sign. There are so many joyful things that people have brought into your life that when they, when you lose them, you know, I think if you redirect your attention toward those things, you redirect your attention toward, you know, 
that feeling of joy when you've made it through an entire day without crying. Because, you know, two weeks prior to losing that person, making it a whole day without crying was normal. But now you can find joy in something like that. And I think that's special. And I think that's a bright side. And I mean, obviously, that's like the really bad stuff. That's like the horrible stuff, you know? But the same can be true for little things like arguments or, um, you know, I'm struggling with something in particular right now with a relationship, um, you know, with like a personal relationship that I'm in and finding joy because of sometimes where I've been hurt in the past, not by that particular person, but in a similar situation. And I'm afraid of getting hurt again. And I think actually, if I invest in this person, I'm going to be able to find so much joy. Um, even if I do get hurt, maybe I'll, you know, learn something. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe duplicating the previous situation is how I find out why that continues to happen. Who knows? But I think anytime you get stuck in these situations where you're unsure or whatever, there's an optimistic side to it. You've got to, you've got to find that. You've got to find the right side. And I mean, the realistic answer is that pessimism is what's causing all of our problems. We don't trust each other. I mean, this is like as a society, not like, you know, like me and you personally, but pessimism I like it creates mistrust it also sets you up for failure if you think you're going into a situation and it's going to be crappy it's going to be crappy if you it's the whole oh that's what it is this is the best okay if you talk to someone on the phone with a smile on your face you, they can hear you smile like statistically they think you're happy so the same is true for going into any situation really if you go into it with a smile on your face, it's going to adapt to that optimism. If you go into it with a negative mentality, you go into it thinking that you're going, you know, to fail, you go into it thinking that it's not going to work out, you go into it thinking that whatever you're, that's what's going to happen. You bring into the universe what you expect to happen. And you bring into your life the problems that you expect to occur. You also bring in the blessings and the joy. So if you focus on the blessings and the joy and you ditch the whole pessimism thing, those problems will become few and far between. Some of that is because you have now decided to omit them from your brain. But also some of of that is because you have put that joy into your day to start with. You haven't let it go bad because you've already decided in your brain that it's going to go bad. You are, uh, you know, you have to just, you are going to have whatever happen, happen to you if you allow it. Now, I know that people are a product of their circumstances and I know that there are some things that you cannot stop. You know, I totally get that. And I'm not saying that. I'm talking about... You know, when you go into a business meeting, when you go into, I'm not talking about when you go into chemo treatment, you know, I'm that, that optimism is going to help you sustain and be resilient through difficult things, but it's not going to fix them. 
It will, however, fix or at least give you the confidence that you need to solve the problems and, or I guess, omit them from happening in the beginning. All of the things that you do on the day to day, you know, getting that promotion, doing that sales pitch, um, you know, going into the school, you know, I am terrible at that because sometimes the school does stuff and you're like, why? And you want to go stand up for your kids, but you've got to find that in you. And you don't want, I mean, when you go in there with this really positive attitude and you're like, Hey, I know this is what was going on, but you know, what are we going to do together as a team? They are so much nicer to you than when you're like, Hey, you're messing my kid up, (laughs) you know, whatever that might be. You can bring it to any kind of situation, but the reality of it is that pessimism is what's causing the problems, not necessarily, um, you know, the people that you think are or whatever. And that's a really nice segue, actually, because judgment and that kind of stuff is really just bringing badness onto yourself. And I think pessimism and judgment are kind of one in the same. I think we get so caught up in each other and judging other people and judging ourselves. Um, you know, my husband said to me the other day, I got an Apple watch and I was like, I really like the Apple watch cause it reminds me not to be fat and lazy. And my husband said to me, what if I said that to you? how angry would you be? And I was like, really angry? (laughs) I was like, I'd probably make you walk. Um, We were in the car and uh, he said, yeah, so why do you say to yourself? You know, that judgment means judging yourself, judging the people around you, judging the people who, you know, your kids go to school with, judging the parents of those kids, judging people at church, judging people at work. If you spend all of those moments that you spend talking about other people and their problems and you focus that energy and attention on helping those people with those problems or helping someone else with a problem they have or sorting out your own problems, can you imagine what a wonderful world we would live in? If every conversation that you had that was judgmental was spun on its head, say, you know, I go over to, we're going to use Mary as the name. I go over to Mary's house. Mary is not a real person. I have no friends named Mary, except for technically one, but, um, I go over to Mary's house and we are talking about school and we're talking about our kids And we're having a nice chat and catching up. And Mary says, have you heard about Joan's husband? And I'm like, no, what happened with Joan's husband? And she says, well, Joan's husband, he's been working really late at night, not really helping with the kids. And instead of saying, wow, I wonder what he's been doing, I say, should we call Joan and see if she wants to come over here? Or should we call Joan and see if we can take the kids tonight so she can pop out and get a couple of minutes to herself? Imagine how much more good that 10 second of conversation did to the world 
than the you know the opposing one, the original one. If we called Joan and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to bring the kids over here?" So you can get a couple minutes to yourself. So you can come over here and sit with us and talk. Whatever that might be. Whatever it could be, you can do. Um, You know, then imagine how much more we'd be putting in the world. How much more good and how much more joy and how much more positivity we could put in. But instead we choose to do the first option. Most of the time. And not all of us. But I see, I guess the challenge would be going forward. How can you turn those conversations into something positive? And I think that's the first step to optimism is optimism in others and optimism in yourself and dropping that judgment and dropping that pessimism and ignoring the things that don't matter, finding the bright side and holding yourself to account for doing that. And that, you know, even when it's hard, even when it means that someone has died, someone has left, you are alone, and you are—you think you're sad. If you say, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to find out, you know, maybe you can't find the light at the end of the tunnel, but you can start in that direction, and with any luck, tomorrow will be a better day. And we just try to be optimistic. So I hope that each of you can, you know, try to find out where that silver lining is in your day. I hope that we can put a little bit more optimism into the world. Do shoot me an email, let me know. Or you can follow me on Instagram at HiDefThomas. That's H-I-G-H-D-E-F-T-H-O-M-A-S. For more kind of random me posting things on Instagram mostly. Um, But I'd love for you to DM me some ways that you have changed the conversation. Um, You know, conversations that you've had and how you spun them on their head. And I'll see you next time.